Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Glenn Power joining us from GT Auto Center, which means we're fixing cars. Welcome back. Welcome back, well, welcome back, welcome to, back you. to me, not yeah. to you. You yeah. were here. You yeah. and Emma. Emma was doing a great yeah. job. Thank, yeah. thank you, Emma Brain, who, uh, of course, is listening because she is uh, a convert to this show. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's that time of year. I was driving in this evening. It's, it's not bad. It's pretty cool out. And lo and behold, two vehicles pulled over at the side of the road with the front bonnet up. And uh, in both cases, two gentlemen scratching their heads, looking at their cars. So, <laughs> and I, unfortunately, I was running a little late, so I couldn't stop. But I'm, they were both on phones, so I'm, I trust that they uh, had help on the way, and and probably overheating issues. Yeah, it's been warm though, hasn't it? Yeah. It's pretty pretty nice tonight, and it was nice this morning. But yesterday, we'd got temperature displays going over 40. First time this year that I can say that, and uh, oh, again today, and it's hot. So it's going to be more and more common, that site. How many air conditioning calls have come into the service center? I think we almost are at about 80% of the work at the minute is either just purely AC or tagging on an AC you know, service or a bit of uh, maybe an issue wanting to get it checked before the real heat of the summer kicks in. So, yeah, we're at a real high percentage of work on the AC. The AC machines and the service kit is getting a real bashing. Man, yeah. 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 So, so the lesson here is we we it is getting warmer. Get your car in for that service. Yeah, definitely. And here's a good question that we that actually is on the list tonight. What's the difference between a minor service and a major service? It depends. The terms are very uh, generic, and yeah. it, it would depend. I mean, I've spent far too long, really, I did more, a lot longer than I wanted to. But over at GT, we've gone through the whole procedures and servicing and everything else and it's been difficult but while we did it taking our eye off other things but i have gone through and redesigned all our services so to make them easier for the technicians to follow um, and also to make them easier for the you know the, the customers at the end of the day to understand what we are doing and make it more visually so what, what you are doing what you're not doing exactly yeah so a main uh, a minor service and a major service and, and the reason this happens is that you know, we see all different types of cars. Yeah. So we have the option of uh, alternating between minor and major service, uh, which is what most people go for. But we do have a good percentage of people that will come in and, for instance, uh, let's say it's a Mercedes, they'll say, I need to do B2 service or I need to do mm-hmm. D7 service or whatever it is on the display. Uh, we might have a, a customer with a Volkswagen who says, I need to do an interval service, I need to do my third interval service, whatever it is. So we then just follow the manufacturer's service schedule and do it to their service. And that's information that's available to us, so we just follow that. But to make it easier for us and and, and obviously help out and make it easier for the customer, they're not spending so much time in the reception, um, dropping the car off, we, we have generic service terms. But a major service is, as it's you know written down it's a bit more major there's more yeah. things done uh, yeah. we inspect more it's more of a, a strip and adjust of components rather than a visual inspection mm. and you'll get a more thorough 
report at the end of it, ultimately. And and ultimately, we're both using that word right here, <laughs> but, but it, and I, I laugh only because it's going to cost you a little bit to get this done. Yep. But if you don't get a major service at at intervals a couple of times a year, yep. you're going to pay the price. Oh, for because sure. your car's going to break down at an inopportune moment. Something is going to go wrong that probably could have been mitigated earlier. Yep. And I, I mean, I'm like everyone. I get it. We've all got uh, jobs that and, and salaries, and we've got fixed costs. And sometimes our automobiles are the things that we say, oh, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get It's not so bad. I can live with it. Until you've lived with it to the point that whatever it was that might have been able to just be adjusted now is worn out and it's going to cost you thousands to get fixed. Yeah, so quite right. If you if you, if you you don't have the time or you can't justify spending the money on a major service when it's due, it can come back and yeah. bite you. And uh, we, 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 we do our best. We try to set the costs out for people in advance. You know, we, we do a minor service and then we'll explain, you know, next time it's really going to be a bit more expensive. Uh, we will do that with people when they bring their car to us to check before they buy it. We'll See, try and lay the costs and, out. And that's the thing that I really like is when I, I go to a garage, and, and let's be upfront here, I, I don't use your garage. And, no. and not because I don't think your services are awesome, but because I've I've been using a garage for a, a long period of time, and I, yeah, I still like my car. <laughs> yeah, I still, and we've yeah. had this talk, conversation a lot because yeah. you, know, you come in, we talk all about cars, we talk about my cars that sometimes have maintenance issues yeah. just because they're old and you know 290,000 kilometers <laughs> on the Jeep and driven hard by my boys uh, <laughs> by your boys yeah. just in case the wife's listening blaming his sons who aren't here to answer who, who aren't in the country yeah <laughs> I finally recovered from from all of the things that they did to my vehicles <laughs> yeah but but the point is you know you, you gotta you gotta keep on top of these things and and I and I'm not trying to sell anyone service I'm just saying go to whoever your garage is your workshop and and get these things done yeah we, we and ask the questions but when you take it in for that minor or major, ask the questions about okay, what's this going to cost, and be upfront with it. Say, look, this is this is my budget. How do I make this work? And if I I need to plan if I'm going ahead, and and if I'm going to have to to hit things in the next two months or the three months, or if it's going to be a larger bill than I expect. Yeah, have that chat. Yeah, I mean, we we first sort of got in touch when I contacted you about the show, and and it was just never to come on and sell myself or the workshop yeah. that I was working at and we never sit here and say bring your car to GT we don't do that yeah. it was always about making sure people ask the right things and then find people they can yeah. trust and I, I and have dropped you, by your workshop though I yeah mean, just, <laughs> I have looked Cause, around cause there's always <laughs> reasons to just in case I was a charlatan <laughs> Checking me out, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's due diligence, James. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was in the neighborhood, thought I'd say hello. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm I'm really <clears throat> overly proud of the service sheet and all the the stuff that we've been working on lately, and a lot, I put a lot of time into it, and um, I'm showing people that really don't care. My wife had no interest when I showed her. She had, what are you showing me? It's late. Why are you showing me this? So, you know, I've shown it around to people. And so if you come in and you come to us or you go wherever you go, you ask what service is due. If you've been there before, they should have your history and know. Uh, if, if you haven't, it's your first time. Explain to them or be prepared to, to answer the question of what you've had done previously, what the last service was, when it was, what the scope of that service was. But ultimately ask the question of okay this is the service you're going to do what 
does that entail and and most places will follow a service sheet and that service sheet you should get a copy of it so ask to see it anyway beforehand go through it if there's anything on there you don't understand or anything you want to add on or something you think is unnecessary if you can get it explained to you properly thoroughly clearly then you're on to a winner and uh, if you're happy with the price there we go why not this is the car clinic by the way if you've got issues with your vehicle it could be anything from tires batteries making an odd sound and in fact it could be things with the way your vehicle is running this is the program to get in touch with because Glenn is here and he can at least offer you some suggestions on what he think is going thinks is going on so that when you get to your workshop you are two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And next up, we've got a, uh, a very long message from Nayla, who got in touch with us last night on Car Talk, and we redirected her to Car Clinic because it's absolutely up your alley. And so we're going to talk through Nayla's problem in just a second. Good stuff. This is the Car Clinic. Here's how you get involved. Glenn, joining us from GT Auto Center. We're fixing your cars. It's that simple. And uh, Nayla sent through a fantastic message yesterday and let me read through what she sent through today it is uh, an epic tome that she has sent through <laughs> in fact glenn and i i'll just because the sms has come into us and we've got them on computer screens and i usually have mine at about 400 me too and <laughs> i had to put this one down to 100 <laughs> to get it all get into, it on the screen to get it on the screen <laughs> and, and I already wear reading glasses, so <laughs> I'm struggling over here, Glenn. <laughs> Couldn't get any closer to the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, this is all about a Nissan Sentra 2014, and it is a saloon car, uh, just to, to paint the picture. And it says, uh, what Nayla is saying is that uh, she bought this vehicle three weeks back, secondhand, and she loves the car, except this acceleration issue. And uh, and this is uh, something that is is actually really wearing on her, and actually kind of making her kind of sad. I, I probably a little bit of buyer's remorse in there at this point. Mm. Which, yeah. I, as I understand it, from listening to the Dubizzle ads, six months. There's a it? six month guarantee yeah. if someone sold it to you. Yep. That this has got to fit into that. Anyway, I don't know how you collect on that, but. And so, to add insult to injury, she did own a Tita before this and never faced any issues. So, so what's happening? She says, when I accelerate hard, for example, when uh, coming out of the the main road quickly before uh, the the other cars get closer, or even during uh, driving on a, a main road itself, or accelerating the the car softly when the signal turns green, the revs shoot up to five with a uh, with a very loud noise, and then the uh, the car doesn't seem to pick up speed. It's uh, struggling between 20 and 40, uh, 20 to 40, and then 40 to 60. And when I leave the accelerator, the car jerks. So uh, this does hap- that doesn't happen all the time. Usually the car accelerates so smoothly and quickly that uh, you know I that I, I don't realize that it's running the, as it as it should. So th- this is the first little bit. So we've got intermittent yep. issues that are going on. Now um, goes on to say that. Uh, uh, this all, uh, so part of the issue then becomes that she's making trips to Fujera Rack and all these other things and uh, goes on to say that that she's had this problem four or five times now and I've had to drag the car somewhere in a parking spot, stop the car and then restart it again and uh, fortunately there was no traffic during these times 
so you know this is actually really impeding the ability of the car to drive well uh, i hope i'm getting all this right here so now she's a little bit worried about making trips yeah. anywhere you know up to rack yep. if you get out on the back roads there go to fujera going through the mountains what happens if this car fails me and I'm at the side of the road and it doesn't... Sometimes can't get across because of the trucks at the side. So dangerous. Went on, went on YouTube uh, and has found that uh, there are other people who've had this kind of an issue. And um, there are also comments from people that they're saying they haven't had these kind of things. What are your thoughts? The, the, the key information for me in all of that, and can I just say, that's a bit of a dream for anyone in a workshop to have all that information it's exactly what what you need and it's going to help when it when it comes to actually getting it in somewhere to get it checked by all means it can be fixed uh to go back to your point james it's it's right there's a six months uh, clause in there and, and then exactly how it's enforced i don't know yeah. how uh, you collect on it that, I, I don't know that's i don't know anyone that's done it it's always yeah. having someone that's done it because then you know how to go through and get it sorted. Yeah. I mean, the problem here, I suppose, is a lot of people sell their cars as they leave. Right. So then what? And what if the person who sold it, it no longer has that mobile phone working? And, exactly. You know. Yeah. So the, 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 I, I would definitely have a think over the next couple of days about whether you want to go to the RTA and exercise your options on that and see what you have to do and, and anything else. I would assume you would require some kind of testimony or something mm. from a workshop some kind of appraisal from a workshop that backs up your story uh, to 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 allow you to go back and say to the RTA or whoever authority it is that you want to claim for the money back and give the car back to the previous owner yeah. but anyway the, the important information there for me is that from a standstill at a signal or junction or anything like that and going to accelerate away the RPM or the revs are going right up to 5000 the engine's obviously really loud at 5,000 RPM, but the car's not moving. Yeah. Now, that sounds to me like the transmission is at fault here. It's slipping. If it's starting to move but not quickly enough, it, it tells me that the transmission's slipping. Would, would it, there be any other sound that she might not realize she's hearing that would also indicate that? <laughs> no. I, I mean, normally, because the engine's going to be so noisy at 5,000 yeah. RPM. I mean, it's, it's really loud. I mean, you may hear... That sounds like a chainsaw at that point. Yeah, yeah. and um, That's frightening, I, too. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's at a junction, it's going to be crazy, because you've got no road noise around you. It's just going to be the engine, so yeah. But that, that does seem to me like the engine speed's picking up, but the car isn't moving. It's either not in gear, so in that case, there's an issue potentially uh, with perhaps the selector it's it's falling out from the dri- drive position into neutral um without you knowing or having done anything to do that or it's an internal issue in the transmission where it's slipping so like on a manual transmission where a clutch starts to wear out you still mm-hmm. have clutches in in an automatic transmission so if they slip the engine speed will increase far quicker than the road speed what, what we don't know is what the mileage is on this center. I, no. I, that would be interesting to know. Yeah, if 2014, it's so it's already four up years. to four years. Yeah, so yeah. it could have done quite a few by now, or it might not have done very many at all. It's, it really depends on who yeah. owned it previously. But uh, it can be fixed. Basically, is that, is that an ex- I mean, working on a transmission? That's a little bit more specialized. But most garages, workshops. Yeah, I mean, it, work. it, it, it may be beyond the simple maintenance, sort of breakdown maintenance point where you can get around it with with maybe doing an oil, off, uh, an oil and filter change for the transmission. It may be beyond that now, mm. but that's not to say 
that's going to be the case. I, I don't know the vehicle's not here with us, but I, it's nothing to get really worried about right now. What I would do is get it checked. It's un, it's unsafe to drive it like that. It's obviously affecting you, so get it in there and get it checked wherever you take it or wherever you normally would take it. Get it checked by them and get a proper engineer's report. Ask them to give you a real proper broken down report of uh, fault description, cause of fault and necessary rectification and then give you broken down parts labour. And then at least I would think that would be enough then or you know so a a you could say to yourself okay i'm willing to get this fixed exactly. or walk Go with that report to the rta or to find out how do i yeah. how do i make a claim on exactly the person who owns it yeah. and and, and this report we're telling you now i mean I, we probably said it anyway you know anyone with any issue whether they're going to take a car back or not should ask for that kind of information yeah but in, in this point you really need to be quite strict about getting it because it may come out come out to help you uh, yeah. later on if you decide you don't want to fix it transmission repairs can be expensive it's certainly in the thousands i mean even an oil and filter change for that's going to maybe run up to a thousand dirhams really? okay so transmission repair internal repairs are going to go in the thousands but it can be fixed and if you fix that then you've you know you've added another 10 15 years to the to the vehicle it's very unusual for them to fail after four years you see that's you that, that's that, that's music to my ears mm. 2014 that i can drive for another 10 to 15 yeah. years i'm i'm on so, i'm all over that exactly so it may well be that it's worth thinking about mm. um but i would definitely get it checked by someone you trust this information is exactly what they need yeah um I know you're not obviously very confident in driving the car. Check with the insurance company. You might have free recovery. If you haven't, speak to your workshop. They may have a recovery truck of their own or, or a third party that can come out and help you that they trust. And then get it in on the truck. Go with the driver yeah. and take the service manager out. Take the head technician out. Take the service oh, advisor out. So this is the other question. I, I, and I, I'm reading this does this only does this happen typically only when the vehicle is warm yeah there's 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 a few more questions that you could ask so is it is it first thing in the morning when it's cool is it in the evening or afternoon after it's been sat in the sun you've driven it home and it's getting hot these are things that are important as well uh, but because transmissions are very very sensitive to temperature hmm. and, and and it's a lot down to how the oil reacts and behaves at different temperatures but you've got a lot of very complex and moving parts in, a, in an automatic transmission, certainly. So they are sensitive to temperature. I, I would, I would certainly get it checked, and I would give them all this info and just really push them to to give you a thorough inspection report, and and then really, you know, you just need to have a think about is this cost worth it to me? Because yeah. I'm and not it, saying it's sensible to spend upwards of five thousand dirhams on any car, but if you pay five thousand dirhams and repair it now, and you get another ten or fifteen years out of it, See, to me that's that's money well spent. And it's well spent, <laughs> and you should never have to go back to that. I mean, yeah. the other thing is, if this car has full service history, then there's something gone wrong there with the assembly. So then, would you trust it yeah. in the future? So you, you, it's it's obviously going to be a personal decision, but you're sitting down with with the service manager or the the service advisor in your workshop and just having a chat taking you through the options i think that's the way to go with this Nayla, let us know how you make out with this what what you end up doing what it, when you get it to your service center what they say we'd, we'd love to hear the follow-up and i think that's uh, always an important piece for us uh, just to 
to keep track of yeah. our friends and what's going on. And I'm I'm certain others who are listening have had these kind of issues as well. I mean, yeah, this sure. Is, this is a pretty common thing, so yeah. uh, unfortunately. Um, if you're wondering what you've tuned into, it's the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're fixing cars. Here's how you can get involved. And Nayla has come back and said she will absolutely let us know what's going on. And, and thank you very much, she said, for helping to uh, at least steer in uh, a little bit of a, a direction that, that has some light at the end of the tunnel. So there we go. Hmm. That's, uh, oh, that, I mean, that's what the program's about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> so I, I think this is great. Hey, here's another question for you. And this this really fits into your you, someone's trying to sell you a, a vehicle right now. A lot of people trying to sell uh, cars used. Yep. And as uh, Shazad keeps saying on Car Talk, he's saying, you know what, this is a great time to buy a new vehicle too. <laughs> so you know the the prices have really plummeted. A lot of folks are saying they're waiting for Ramadan. His theory is buy now. He says they want to move some of these things so they can bring in the new ones. Yep. And pretty much every dealer, every franchise has a glut. And uh, you you can set some really good terms for yourself. And yeah. If they're not into it, walk away. There's that's lots of used right. cars too. So this is uh, it's an interesting time of the year. That's yeah, for sure. Definitely. If you're buying a used car, we always advocate taking it to a service center. The RTA does a, a nice uh, inspection as well. Mm-hmm. I, I love the RTA's document. I I'm always interested in as much data as possible. So I al- also like to take vehicles. Or I always suggest for people to take vehicles. I don't buy new cars. I have two that I, I keep driving. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I can get another 15 years out of them. Uh, but people who do buy, I always suggest take it to your service center and have them do a walk around and, and really get underneath and, and do what they need to do. It's going to cost you a, a few more hundred dirhams, but that could be peace of mind. This question that's come through kind of fits in with that. And it says, uh, what are some of the telltale signs a vehicle has been in a crash from driving? own one and I think it may have had major repairs done but it looks fine seems to drive crooked yeah so <laughs> it's one of those we, we, we would call it crabbing so you're on the crabbing. road and, and the, the rear wheels don't necessarily follow the front ones so you might have a, a twisted chassis or a, a bent axle oh, potentially man. so the, neither the, of those sound pleasant yeah if it's driving a bit crooked like that maybe or maybe it's just the steering wheel that's off and that can happen on a speed hump or a pothole that, huh. that can happen if you don't park it very carefully and you hit the curb so that that, that might just be something general and, and getting a wheel alignment checked might put that to bed mm. that might be the end of it but to to check for major accident damage the first thing to look at is body panels try to compare the finish of the paint the color of the paint from panel to panel and uh, then you have to think about where the panels are fitted onto the body of the car. So there'll be bolts and there'll be screws, uh, sometimes clips, to these bolts and screws, which are typically painted in the same color as the body. Have they got tool marks on the paint? Uh, So does it look like they've been removed or adjusted or whatever? And if that's the case, then, yeah, it's very likely that, 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 that it's had an accident because there's no other reason to paint it unless there's been a color change. But in that situation, you wouldn't remove those bolts anyway I'm, I'm still working at uh taking you up on your offer of getting uh grasshopper on the windshield green put definitely. on my rta card definitely <laughs> if i can do that if you get it on there <laughs> you'll paint I'll it paint it no problem <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely if you get your registration card to say grasshopper green i will paint it grasshopper gra- green grasshopper gra- it just has to be grasshopper green i can get that done no problem you don't think the rta would do that 
you go there and get it done and I'll paint it. <laughs> no further comments on that. Yeah. I'm going to have to tap into some Wasta. <laughs> yeah. I have none, so this is a problem. I need to talk to Richard Dean. Yeah. If you can take a grasshopper in with you yeah. that is green, say, look, yeah. it's genuinely yeah. under this color, then you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to take them in and then bring them out to the Jeep, smoosh the grasshopper. Oh, that's 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 know, what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, you know, and I don't mean to offend anyone. I know Chris Fade offended cat lovers. I don't want to offend anyone who's <laughs> fond of in, insects. But uh, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, there we yeah. go. Um, Nail has come back to us, by the way, with uh, just an update. She did thank us, but she said the acceleration issue happens when she's driving. So yeah, I, I still think we have a transmission issue there. Okay. All right. So um, yeah, yeah. So the the other thing was if if you know the telltale signs. So we're checking underneath. We're checking paint. We're checking for yeah. marks. And Even simple things like um, the gap between panels. Oh, okay. So just checking the distance between the bonnet and the the wing or the fender on the left and right checking the distance between where the door closes and where the door hinges are and the wing and fender left and right that they are also good telltale signs Mm. that that there's been an accident Uh, headlights are the gaps around the headlights the same or the tail lights are they all the same do you have water in some of the lights that that's sometimes a sign when you wash the car is there water going in there uh, do you have excess overspray so are there signs that if your car's white on the plastic underneath the car is there white spray in there which tells tell of a of a bad repair to be fair that, that's not been done very well but it's it's sometimes a glaringly obvious one once you start to look so these are all things that can be done uh, we obviously have the luxury of a, a, a lift in the workshop that we put it up on and get underneath there. We can obviously then see for any signs of any impact. So have we got rusty bolts where it shows that the thing's been hit or scraped? Is there anything bent? If it's chassis, that's obviously a problem. Um, but if it's suspension or steering components, we can always replace those. But um, that's something you really need the vehicle up in the air to do. But, but if it's just a driving issue where you think it's not quite driving straight, then my first port of call would be wheel alignment. Mm. Okay. Easy. So this this could be not a big issue. Could be not a big issue at all, yeah. Hmm. Okay. AC issue. Uh, it says heat or AC, but I imagine they're talking AC, but maybe they've, they've tested everything. <laughs> it says uh, they're, it's obviously not working. They've checked the fuses. Not sure... If it is a relay, none of the fuses I checked have busted. I'm, I'm hoping I don't have a bigger problem going on. Any help is appreciated. Uh, no heat, no AC in that vehicle. So we've got no air coming out. Yeah, no air. Um, it, it could be that it's just the fuse for the for the for the for the blower motor or the fan that sits inside the dashboard to distribute the air. But if you check them all and they're all okay, then obviously we would assume that that isn't the case. Now. It's not uncommon for these things to fail. They have a resistor as well, typically in line with them, so that when you choose speed one or speed four, it's allow it allows a different amount of voltage to the fan, which then blows ah, quicker or slower. Okay. So it could be that. Uh, it could be a loose connection. You could have water in there. Don't forget, people have oh, to realize. I forget the water, especially with all the washing we get done yeah, of our vehicles. We're washing them all the time. It's dusty. We have a lot of condensation in there from the AC. Have you had someone wash underneath the hood with the power washer? I have seen much, do much it. worse than that. Don't do it. Never do it. 
but no. they want to sell it to you. Lots of car washes want to. They want to get it. under there. Don't do it. Usually, you, when you've driven up after exactly. you've, you've come always, from Alain, you've always driven there, right? <laughs> so it's always thousand degrees under the bonnet. So you can put even if it's even if it's the middle of the summer and the water's fifty degrees, that's a lot colder than what the engine is. I would say you want to want to test it out what the potential issue is with your car. Heat up a pan and then just pour water in it. What happens? <laughs> It's a pretty good example. You don't yeah. have to heat it up for very long. Don't, it, yeah. it, that's, and you know yeah. that's not necessarily good for the pan either. No. Don't use a good pan. <laughs> <laughs> don't let anyone see you doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely don't advocate that. Yeah. It's unnecessary. If you need to clean the engine, then use use the appropriate equipment and appropriate yeah. cleaners for it. Not not just water under pressure. I always even get nervous when they want to do the under chassis cleaning because you know my muffler, I've got all those I've got all the pipes you know the that are leading. I've got my catalytic converters and then the guys under there with the power washer. Yeah. Hosing down the vehicle that I've just driven in. It's all hot down there as well. Exactly the same. Oh exactly the same. I mean you've got to you've got to think about like you said, it's hot and then it's gonna be a lot colder very quickly. Metal does not like that. That's not a great thing. And also, you've got a lot of wiring and a lot of everything else under there that's electronic that water shouldn't be getting there at that pressure. Yeah. So. And and I know people are driving right now or they're at the service center or they're at the car wash and they're going, yeah, but I've done this a million times. There's never been an issue. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Or those issues that's, you that's, were having, that's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean, I, I, I like I say, I, I've seen... Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've got a very good friend actually. I'm going to see him tomorrow night, and he loves washing his own car. Very yeah. proud of his cars. Worked hard to be able to buy them for himself, so he's very happy to wash them himself. He has an issue where, when he washes them, he gets water in the back, and his engine is in the back, and it was giving him electrical issues on startup because his alternator was getting wet. So now he has a series, a set, sorry, of, of his own towels for his car that he okay. keeps in his little cupboard for his car cleaning <laughs> that he lays out on top of the engine yeah. then closes the engine cover back down and then washes the car and that keeps the engine dry so he goes to that kind of level of I care um, and it just seems crazy to me that people go the way way out on the other end of the spectrum yeah. and, and just get their car blasted while sometimes while it's still running I, you know what I have seen that as yeah. well and I just like, shake my head what are you doing yeah. you know, the drive belts you know the drive belts for one they don't need water on them and and you're going to start slipping and things it's, it's it's really really dangerous to do it and and some cars you see the big warning triangle with the picture of the pressure washer with a big x through it yeah they aren't just putting that on there for fun you know that 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 really does need to be adhered to you, you really shouldn't get that amount of water at that amount of pressure under the bonnet. And those pressure things, I mean, they really, I've, I've had them, you know, hose down the outside of uh, one of my Jeeps. Those things are, are just crazy. Yeah, I, I remember a Sunday morning back in the UK going and picking up some Porsche wheels for my Golf. And me and my friend took it into the workshop, opened the workshop up through the sales department, which was open, took them in, got them in the wash bay, pressure washed them. And he put his hand down as I turned away to turn the wheel over and I just fired the thing up and turned back round not knowing it was there and I sliced right through his finger wow. with the pressure washer like and he was not happy and it was a bad one I didn't know he was there obviously it was an accident but that's the kind of pressure it is you yeah. know and, and if it's doing that to somebody's body and anatomy then what's it doing to your car yeah you know so 
the show you're listening to, by the way, is Car Clinic. Glenn here from GT Auto Center. We are helping you fix your cars. Uh, um, Adel's come through on the SMS line. He says, uh, in terms of a used car, is it a best practice after you get this vehicle to have all the oil filters changed? And because you might not know the quality of the oils that are in those different reservoirs. So you've got transmission oils, you've got uh, the regular oil. Brake, power brake, steering, yeah. differential, transfer case, yeah, engine, everything, yeah. Is, I mean, is nothing, that good practice? It's very good practice. Nothing wrong with doing it. It does kind of undermine the service record, which, you know, people do spend a lot of time and effort maintaining. So if you buy a car always check that you have that if you don't trust it then don't buy the car because if that's not trustable then then nothing Mm. else about the car is but it's there's nothing wrong with it you know there's nothing wrong with changing the oil more often than you are recommended to by the manufacturer don't forget the manufacturer does recommend a minimum it doesn't recommend that's all you have to do it just recommends this is the minimum responsibility you have to the vehicle so doing a bit more is is never going to be a problem but it can be expensive to change it all. If it's worth it to you for peace of mind, then great. If you don't have a service history, if it's if it's something that you're not too worried about because the rest of the car seems fine, or you know the previous owner, or it's maybe maybe a field find that's been rusting away for 20 years, then then yeah, do it for peace of mind. But there's definitely nothing wrong with it. So um, it, it would be a good idea. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Here's. Another question from Adel, and he wants to know, is it good to get diesel sprayed from below uh, your car when doing a full car wash? The reason is it gives it uh, some rust protection. Well, that's absolutely shocking for the environment, for starters. Um, Diesel's not... (laughs) Diesel? No. Spraying diesel out, you're going to get it everywhere. Someone's going to be breathing that in. Uh, Yeah, you're quite right. The reason they do it is diesel's an oil. Um, I mean, a, I remember them doing some Z-barding back home. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a brand name of a mineral oil that they put in the doors and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They do spray it underneath, and it does mm. drip everywhere. Yeah. It's not great stuff. In the UK, I used to hate it when a new a car Z-bart? came off the PDI, and it was like, this one wants wax oil. I know. Why me? Because that just goes everywhere. Um, but it I'm not going to say it doesn't prevent rust because yes, it does. It's oily, it sticks. It's obviously relatively, it does stick to the car, but we're in a dusty environment, so the dust sticks to that. And then the first time it dries or you go over, you you know, it's, I don't like that. There are products out there that are specifically for that purpose that will last. Diesel's going to last a couple of weeks, and then you're going to have to do it again. And you've wasted litres of diesel, it's gone all over the floor. Yeah. Uh, all into the air and it just shouldn't happen and, and I, I I don't I would never do it now it doesn't mean we don't clean some engine parts in diesel when we're prepping them that's part of keeping them clean and also preventing rust obviously can't clean them in soapy water but definitely don't spray it under the car people do it I'm sure you've obviously heard this from somewhere but um, there are products that, that are specifically designed for that and something I like to do is give the engine sorry the underbody of a car a real good clean sometimes with a a, a paint scraper mm-hmm. um and then we go right back as far as we can nice soft brass brush rub everything back and then we will prime it with stone guard yep. so that is a nice matte finish not sticky nothing sticks to it and it is durable and then you're good for another year or two you can buy that at ace 
you can buy that at Ace. <laughs> you can buy that at Ace and do it. Yeah, you yeah. know. And, and and it's I just don't like that idea yeah. of spraying diesel around. It's not good for the person doing it. It's not good for anyone around, and yeah. it's just not good for the planet, is it? There we go. So, you know, the other side of all this is I've I've got fairly aged vehicles now. They're all ten years plus. Never done any of that. Mm. I don't have any underbody rust either. No, no. Um, but saying that, I I I think I've said before, I could definitely pick out a car that has been purchased and then spent its its life on a villa on the beach road yeah. compared to a vehicle that's spent its life where I live or where you live, James, away right. from, so the, away from, from the, the coast. Yeah, so yeah. There's away. definitely a difference there. But um, and, and to be fair, the vehicles you run are probably the most common one that we do that kind of service for, typically because they've been jacked up about 19 feet and everyone can see, <laughs> everyone can see the underbody, so they want to get it done. But um, yeah. no, it's it's a, it just looks good as well, yeah. you know. It, it really does, and we do that on all our classic restoration work. So okay. when the body comes off, the whole chassis and everything gets stripped back, and it gets stone guarded unless mm. they pay for uh, powder coat. It gets stone guarded mm. because it's durable and it, it's yeah. matte and it doesn't stick and nothing yeah it's just it's just what you want so get the stone guard job done yeah I would go you, for that. you'll be a lot happier and yeah. it's better for the environment yeah exactly yeah not, and also nothing worse if you if you do spray with with diesel and then you park it outside in your garage or in exactly. front of the pavers of someone's house all that diesel drips off yeah. a whole bunch of it drips your for, cars for days. Gonna stink yeah. your car's really gonna smell i mean i don't really have to experience it here but in the uk every other car we worked on was diesel if not more and well, certainly more, seven or eight out of ten. Um, and I would hate getting a major service because I knew I was changing the fuel filter. And it's like, I'm going to smell of diesel. It was always on a Friday. <laughs> and I was supposed to be, you know, we're going out and meeting the guys after work, going straight out. And it's like, yeah, you want to smell, smell like barbecue. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, smell like diesel. Smell like diesel. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, that was always one of those. But, um, no, you don't, no, just, no, you just yeah. don't want to do it. Great message coming from Roshan. Uh, Esther, did, did you did you catch this one from Roshan? He says, uh, just wanted to pop in and say hi, and this really is one of the best shows on the airwaves. Have a great evening. Just keep at it. There we go. Will do. There we go. Makes it all worth it. Isn't that, that's the kind of message you want to get. It's, uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Roshan. Thanks, Roshan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got one more here. The car, my car hesitates when when starting, and then uh, there is a strong odor of gas. <laughs> I check the engine light does not come on, and after it starts, it runs good. Doesn't seem to have any leaks. Car hesitates when starting. Sounds like something's going on with the injectors. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're struggling to start, and then, then you get a strong smell of fuel, you may have a poor spark. So you might have the the spark isn't strong enough to ignite the cylinder. Or cylinders, or you could have a situation where you're over-injecting fuel. So uh-huh. even with a good spark, your spark plug gets wet, and then yeah. it takes a time to dry off. And so it's one of those. Uh, the raw fuel is obviously unburnt fuel that's been injected. It's yeah. just whether it's been too much and that's caused the issue, or it's been that there's something else, or the compression or the okay. spark isn't good enough. But uh, it sounds like a basic service thing. Okay. Yeah. Another question, how often should one change gear oil, and what does lifelong gear oil mean? Lifelong gear oil means nothing to us here. All uh, right. I'll be quite... You're, you're not pulling any punches. You're going straight no, for the no, jugular no. here. <clears throat> no, I, I, I can, I, definitely not here. Definitely not here. And and this comes from... I've, I've worked in agencies for a brand, one of the biggest brands, and we had that. We had sealed for life transmissions, manual and automatic and dual clutch. We had seal for life but not here 
the, the, the climate just doesn't help. Um, mm. the, the oils get way out of their serviceable limit in terms of temperature, and they degrade. So because of that, we need to change the oil. And how often do we change? I would oil? say, depending on the transmission, if you've got a dual clutch one, uh, so and you'll know if you've got one. If you have, then you need to stick to the manufacturer, and it's typically 60,000 kilometers. Mm. Uh, if you have a standard automatic or CVT, then you want to be looking at 80 to 100,000. And if you're lucky enough to drive a manual, then stick to the same sort of thing, 60, 80, something like that. Simple. There we go. Thank yep. you very much for that. No uh, Glenn, GT Auto Center is where you live during the day, and you would probably be there all night if you could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year, AC servicing. I'd rather work <laughs> through the night. It's too hot in the day. Uh, absolutely appreciate you coming out. If people want to get in touch with you, go and look you up, GT Auto Center. You're over there behind the Garden Center. Yep. And uh, we'll do it all again next week, same place, same time. Thanks, James. See you next Thank week. Thank you.